I make housing a priority, a housing for all San Franciscans, building more and building more faster, especially 100% affordable housing that's completely code compliant. We got to make sure that we include those who we know are getting left out. We talk about more housing for teachers, but teachers they don't they make too much to qualify for affordable housing and not enough to afford market rate and so changing that conversation through our inclusionary housing laws making sure that we come up with long-term strategic plans of building more identifying underutilized sites like i did with the location at Haight and stanion the mcdonald site they sold the city that property for below market rate because i asked and so we have other opportunities just like that to identify locations to build more housing faster to build modular housing which you can build cheaper and less expensive and identifying a site here to make sure we're building those modular homes locally with our local labor and here's the thing I put out a detailed housing platform you can find it on my website londonformayor.com just talking about the work that I've done as a member of the Board of Supervisors the work that I plan to do as your mayor, and my goal is to work together with everyone to come up with a long-term solution so that we identify where the needs are and we start to build more housing for those different layers of need. A housing ladder is going to be key to the success of my administration. As I mean, I know you talked about a couple of other issues, but I'll let you chime in to uh, no, I, <laughs> move, I, move the conversation I, forward. Yeah, I, I I am here to to let our listeners, you know, get get more of the the, the policy and the ideas that they may not get out of a, a forum where yes. you only get two minutes to answer a question um, with the other candidates uh, there at the same time. So. Um, um, you know, by all means, um, that's what we're here for. So I appreciate you uh, talking about what your what your plans are, what your visions are. Um, give a little bit of the because um, you we're talking about the the um, the uh, property that's that's going to be developed at Hayton Stanion that just kind of came up as one creative solution. But maybe talk a little bit about some of the things that you have done prior to this, because I know that that's, that's a work in progress yes. right now. And, and so there's a couple of things that I've done on the Board of Supervisors. You know, we were building and planning to build, you know, a lot of housing in Mission Bay. When I was on the Redevelopment Agency Commission, I helped to support and approve many of those projects in Mission Bay and the Hunters Point Shipyard. And the frustration, especially coming from members of the Bayview community is what they saw happen in the Western Edition where so many people were displaced and the lottery system would makes it so difficult for people who live in the community like myself and my friends you grow up and then you're like where do I go what's the next step I created neighborhood preference legislation. So when we build new affordable housing, 40% of those units go to the people who live in that neighborhood first. So when they're competing in a lottery, 40% is set aside just for the neighborhood to compete so that we can protect the neighborhood. We protect the people who live in those neighborhoods. And so HUD, who, you know, Housing and Urban Development, the, the federal agency that supports a lot of affordable housing, they initially said, no, you can't use that legislation when it comes to projects that we support, that we subsidize. And so when they said no, I took a red-eye flight to D.C. and I fought for that legislation. And they said, well, maybe. We'll let you use it this time. We'll see how it works. Because here's the thing. I went to them and I explained what my experience was growing up and watching my neighborhood change right before my eyes and, and seeing their 
and seeing the changes and no opportunities for the people who live there. It's why I fought so hard for neighborhood preference legislation. And so as a result of my work, you know, here's this opportunity. So as new housing gets built, as you see what's happening even in the Mission District and all this new housing with sadly no opportunity of the people who live here who are being pushed out having access to it. My neighborhood preference legislation has changed that for neighborhoods for the better. And I'm really proud of making sure that there's a real link between the housing we build and the people who live in those communities and make those communities so special. The other legislation that I worked on is the inclusionary affordable housing laws with my colleagues to change the affordable housing requirements. So as I said, teachers didn't necessarily qualify for affordable housing, but couldn't afford market rate. We increased the threshold. So for example, a family of four making $135,000 a year could now qualify for affordable housing. So changing the conversation so that middle income residents in our city actually have a real shot at accessing affordable housing here in San Francisco. Um, so there are a number of other um, things that we can continue to do to move forward in the right direction. I identifying underutilized properties, um, doing what I did with my neighborhood commercial transit district legislation. It increased densities along transit corridors in my district, specifically the Fillmore and the Divisadero. To be clear, it did not increase height, it increased density, so that more units could be built on the same footprint. Um, in, in the Divisadero in particularly, a site at Grove and Divisadero, they had proposed a building of 16 units, and under the law, they would only be required to provide 12% of those units for affordable housing. Well, now there's a change and through my legislation, so now they're gonna build about 66 units. And those units are gonna be smaller, they're gonna be more affordable. Um, and then we are right now, as we speak, changing to increase the percentage of affordable units that are required under the law. So we're gonna have more units, more affordable units, and these are all gonna be rentals. And so coming up with creative solutions to provide more housing, to provide more options for affordable housing for all San Franciscans is a priority that I have made as a member the Board of Supervisors that I will make as a the mayor of the city. So in in terms of having the the transit corridors um, and and the fact that it that it can be all rentals is is really um, I think it's it's definitely showing that the the uh, the understanding of so, most of the people in San Francisco as as renters you know of course you have homeowners but you know uh, there's so many people rent um, I'm a uh, renter myself I know you that's right that's right I, I yeah and that and that alone says a lot I think to have someone who rents be in City Hall because it's it's, it's a different ball game when you're when you're when you know how it works out you know you know what it's like um, and and with our like you're saying with our teachers kind of falling in, into in the cracks um, so the inclusionary thing I think a lot of the teachers and, and other you know public servants like the police and fire department and and you know other city workers who kind of like can't can't buy a, a the two bus million drivers, dollar house especially yeah, a lot of the bus, bus drivers. drivers are from San Francisco and I'm really proud that as a member of the Board of Supervisors I not only sponsored the legislation to purchased 200 new buses to replace our fleet, but also we hired 400 new drivers. We banned the box. So a lot of the folks that I grew up with who unfortunately had a criminal past, they paid their debt to society and needed employment, they're working for Muni. 
I see them all the time and I'm so proud of that kind of work, but they still can't afford to live in San Francisco. So again, we have to make changes to our law so that they actually work for people, especially the people who take care of our city. Yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to bus drivers. I'm, I'm a lifelong Muni writer and, um, you know, for better or for worse, but I, I give the drivers a lot of credit because they put up with so much. They really do. And we just, again, <laughs> we got to do better as a city to as, support them. Absolutely. As we speak about transit, because um, I know that you, as you were saying, you got more bus drivers and we're uh, at the head of replacing a lot of our old buses and trains. Um, of course, though, there's always still daily problems with Muni, you know, delays, broken doors, um, people getting dropped off before the end of the line. So when can we, and I've seen some of these new cars kind of, you know, getting, getting, com, you know, coming out and getting tested, um, but they're not taking passengers yet. So um, when can we as riders um, expect to see those trains um, come into service? And, and I, they should be within, you know, the next few months. I mean, they're test, they're being tested. Some are already running. And let me just say that when I first became a member of the Board of Supervisors, the one thing that residents in Coal Valley asked for, fix the injuda, fix the injuda. And I didn't understand why was there such a problem? You see all these people out here, folks can't get to school, they can't get to work on time. What is going on? And what I discovered with our trains, the fleet was so old, they would have to be taken out of service every 4,000 miles. We didn't have enough muni drivers. And when people would call in sick, I mean, the system was just completely messed up. And so a part of my push as a member of the board is we need more trains. We need more buses. We need more drivers. Like, what are we doing here in terms of infrastructure? Like, what is our long-term strategic plan? So I feel strongly that with my legislation, my push, a lot of what we need began to take place, began to move forward through the process. And sadly, it takes years to build a new train. It takes years to build a new bus. It also takes time to get through the process. And so finally, the new train are starting to arrive. People have been trained and are prepared to begin driving those new trains. In the meantime, uh, I created a shuttle system at the Anjuna where it kind of there's a switchback so that there are four empty cars that go to that location before they come to Carl and Cole. Um, and then they're able to take passengers to work in the morning. It doesn't necessarily work as efficiently in the evening because there are so many riders. And so I know that we can get creative, but we need the new trains and we need the new buses. And I think within the next year, people will probably start to feel the difference. Um, it will probably be more noticeable. Um, the good news is it's on its way and I'm looking forward to, um, you know, improvements. And as someone who grew up taking Muni, I take it sporadically now, but I got to tell you, I, you know, it's challenging, but like in comparison, you remember what it used to be like when we were kids, yeah. like the bus driver, they'd see us running for the bus and still take yeah. off. They'd look, look you right in the eye and just drive and away. And you have to wait like forever for the next bus. And yeah. now, you oh, know. And then two would two come like one behind the next one, yeah. which still kind of happens sometimes. It still kind of happens, but you know, some of my experience has shown just, you know, improvement and, you know, just the fact that you can also use technology to figure out when the next bus is coming and 
those yeah. sorts of things. I mean, you know, we just had to guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There were no signs up there that were flashing any numbers, whether or not they were. And then when they started doing that, you you never really knew if that was accurate. Um, but yeah, so there have been improvements, and um, I I personally am looking forward to more. Yes, um, there has to be. If we're talking about a city that is building more housing, and right. we want people to rely on public transportation, and so we have to make it more efficient. Like people have have got to feel like the bus is going to be, or the trains are going to be something they can easily get around in the city. If it's working better, then that is going to be the number one choice that people make because it's less expensive than hopping in a cab or Uber or anything else or hopping in their own vehicles. And so my goal is to focus on making sure that the infrastructure and how we move forward with transportation in San Francisco works for the people of San Francisco in a more efficient way. So speaking of uh, your transit corridor legislation, um, your involvement in getting more, uh, expanding our fleet, replacing some of these old trains, looking at how the transit system can work better. Uh, we, we have about, well, we have about 10 more minutes on this program, but if you want to stick around a little bit longer, you can. Um, so right now, one of the big things that have been that's been talked about during the mayoral debates and things like that is this bill that Senator Scott Weiner has has penned in Sacramento, SB 827, which essentially seems like well, okay. It, it, it would increase height limits um, near transit, major transit hubs, um, give developers incentives to build uh, near transit hubs and bus stops. Um, but when you apply it to San Francisco, it's basically so many, I mean, because we have such a, a wide network of buses and trains, it would really kind of rezone or, or affect so many different places in San Francisco, almost almost the entire city. So it, with a, SB 827, does San Francisco actually even need that with the type of work and legislation that you've already uh, talked about and have been putting through? So I think what um, Senator Weiner is proposing, I'm, I, I agree mostly with the intent and the goal because I feel in some ways he copied my NCT legislation, except mine is more narrowly defined. And so part of um, what I am discussing with Senator Weiner at this time is making sure that we don't tear down existing housing, that we focus on using empty parking lots or empty underutilized lots, places where no housing exists as an opportunity for that. We also make sure that there are inclusionary housing requirements um, that make sense for these particular um, um, buildings. And, and more important, we have to make sure um, that we do so where it's, I mean, San Francisco is a unique and very beautiful place. And I know that people are very protective of their communities um, and and I support building more housing but just think about it you and I grew up here born and raised and look at what's happening now because we haven't built more housing I run into parents all over who say my kids can't afford to live here right and so what I am thinking about is Yes, I want to protect neighborhood character. I want to make sure San Francisco is this beautiful place that we know it can be. But I also want to make sure we're smart and strategic about building more housing and building more housing faster and identifying underutilized lots and getting creative along transit corridors and defining those transit corridors, not just by one muni stop, but just a number of other things that come into place to do so. And so I'm currently um, working with Senator Weiner on this legislation. Um, I think that 
um, ultimately, I want to get to a, a good place where there are options uh, for us to build more housing that I know we can build here in the city so that the next generation of San Franciscans growing up here, they don't look back and think, what happened? What did our policymakers do? And why can't we afford to live here any longer? Right. Well, we shall see what happens with SB 827. But it uh, sounds like we've got some of the, you've got some of those ideas already in play. Um, so I want to link um, to housing to homelessness. I mean, we can absolutely separate these issues, but um, they're kind of more pointedly connected than they may have been in the past because the makeup of our homeless population has fundamentally changed. Um, a, a few facts from the Coalition on the Homeless fact sheet, their most recent one, which was summer of 2016, 71% of homeless people in San Francisco were previously housed residents here. Um, 3,300 children uh, homeless in San Francisco, including about 2,300 students enrolled in San Francisco Unified School District. Average studio apartment, $2,200 a month, that was then, um, and 8,000 households on a waiting list for public housing. So we not only have a homeless crisis, a housing crisis, but we have an affordability crisis. Um, so we're getting into forum uh, time here. In the next couple minutes. <laughs> um, how would you address the issue of affordability while people um, wait for ha more housing to become available? Yeah, I think there's three things that we have to do when tackling this issue. Number one, we have to protect people who are already housed. Right. We had to make sure, like with our legislation, Supervisor Jeff Sheehy and I proposed legislation, the right to civil counsel through an ordinance. And you know, we can do this on the local level at the Board of Supervisors. Not only do we plan to do it and pass this legislation as mayor, I will fund that and make sure that when someone is facing an unjust eviction, they don't have to do so alone. Um, and they do that with support from a lawyer. Um, the other thing that we need to do is add more support to our program that provides funding for those who need additional money when they can't afford to pay their rent. Say if you lose your job and you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from and you need just a little help paying the rent for the next month or two or three, we have programs like that. We just don't put enough money into it and it runs out fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And so providing that could be all the difference providing additional funding for that could be all the difference in making sure we can keep people housed that should be our number one priority keep people housed housing preservation uh, for affordable housing and making sure that we're watching those things just as closely as everything else we're addressing the second thing is just what's happening on our streets every single day people who are living on the streets who sadly have substance abuse and mental health concerns and what I am proposing um, are safe injection sites and I'm really, um, I'm excited about the work I did. Last year, 30% of San Franciscans supported safe injection sites. And then I began the process of a task force to talk about the issue, to look at what's happening all over the world. It's working in Vancouver. It's working in other places. I put out, I started down a path of a public awareness campaign, explaining to people how this can not only, you know, save money, it could save lives. Um, if we open one site, $2.7 million in hospital visits, and all um, 
and all the other cleanup efforts and social services we provide for this particular um, challenge. And my ultimate goal is I want to get the needles off the streets. I want to get the people off the streets from shooting up publicly, and I want to save someone's life. And um, part of safe injection sites can do just that. And last year, 30% of San Franciscans supported it, and this year polls show that 67% of San Franciscans support it. So I think that the work we did to open, um, to talk to the public about this particular issue and just really let folks know how this could be helpful has really opened people's eyes to being more supportive about this effort. Um, the other thing that I'm working on is um, reforms to our mental health system. And we know that there are people who struggle uh, with mental health challenges. And part of what I am moving forward is, you know, like is, is not treating it like a criminal issue. Um, and someone's like, for example, harm to themselves and others. And, and there has to be a law broken in order for them to get, you know, assisted. But we are proposing that we take that component out of the district attorney's office and move it over to the city attorney's office and treat these cases like child conservatorship cases. And the goal is we want to get people the help they need. We want to we don't want to institutionalize anyone. We don't want to, you know, hold people and 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 um, for longer periods of time than we need to. I think it's important that we do it in a way that you know shows respect to the individual. In San Francisco, Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th, and at 473 Hate Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety. Time for some call me Tim. All right, uh, welcome to some call me Tim. Today is 4:18 to timestamp it for you peeps. 4:18. It's almost 4:20. We have Juwan Rubin on the program today yes, to do. talk about what's going on. Juwan, I haven't met you before, but we have friends in common, so I, yes. I trust I trust that you are... A, 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 if you want to listen, you can. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, you can hear the trippy music behind us. Nice. Uh, so... Yeah, we've never met before. We've never met before. Yeah. So but I don't you know. saw I the didn't post. Know, saw the post on Facebook on Bacon. Uh, bacon is... Uh, I don't want to tell too many people about bacon because I like to keep it as exclusive as possible. The, uh, the 7,500 people that are yeah. part of bacon. Yeah, it's super exclusive. <laughs> a lot of fucking people. Yeah. And then there's also, uh, 
Yeah, there's a there's a Google Doc of all the uh, different shows in the area. So if you're a comedian and you want to know what's going on, then go to Bacon and find out. You know if there's an open mic near you. So yeah, I saw your post and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down to do a little bit of radio or whatever we got going on here. I guess yeah. there's a podcast and all that. Yeah, uh, it, we're not we're not terrestrial, but we are on the internet. So uh, so on this show, the first thing I usually have you do is look deep into the eyes of sparkle jesus all right and uh and i ask do you believe in jesus do i believe in jesus i believe i believe there was a, a man historically named jesus oh. who came from nazareth that's historical that's in uh you know that's in his history books uh as far as everything that's that goes on in the bible i also believe that as well really yes i do believe the, everything that was going on in the bible like I'm, noah and the ark and yes. Jonah and the whale. All that. All, all that. that. All and right. And so, just to pre- uh, preface this, uh, I am an actual. I am actually a minister. Really? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so this this conversation uh, of, of, will of, be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I used to be a religious zealot. What does so, that mean? Um, I was I was one of the kids I was on fire for Jesus as a child. Oh, like, you're a Jesus freak. I was a Jesus freak. I was <laughs> I went to Christian school. I was I was all about my thirty three year old invisible friend that I got to talk to all the time. Nice solving all, solving all my problems. Nice. <laughs> uh, but I went I went to I mean I was in a Christian school for kindergarten through seventh grade and uh, really involved in the church until uh college so okay I what know happened in college stories. well uh yeah so what happened was we got had turned a, out huh? well we had a big we had a and i was no i was a i was a virgin until i got married um, okay. i mean i was very like i didn't want anybody to see me naked that was weird jesus shamed me into okay. that whole into not getting an std thanks jesus high five, high five um, so oh it's great but um we had a mega church kind of in a very rich town and our pastor who we revered and thought was this amazing person um he basically was sleeping with all the women that he was having one-on-one counseling with wow and so he would be on the pulpit and he would talk about his three children and his wife and how much he loved them and all this stuff and then he was having sex with like they didn't know if it was was between nine and 18 women wow who were all and he was like saying he was sort of using god as a way to get them to do it like i have to help like i'm the go-between between you and god and it was kind of like right terrible right (laughs) so when that happened like my whole world just shat i was like everything i believe in is lies wow it took us one guy having uh maybe halfway consensual sex with 18 women (laughs) right and it was like but it was that i had been taught to revere (laughs) this person right like and so it just for me that was rough yikes i'm so sorry that had to happen to you you know i mean it was but i'm a much i'm much better as like a crazy feminist than i was as a as a religious zealot i was annoying i was like one of those like walk up to you in the mall and be like you need is your life going to be are you going to be saved by jesus christ like is everything going to be okay with you like i'm worried about you and i don't want you to go to hell and so for god's love the world he gave his only begotten son and we should talk and people are like whoa on fire for christ get out of here nice nice but that was you know i don't do that anymore. you don't do that anymore so so that was the defining moment for you gotcha yeah yeah i mean um yeah what what do you want to know uh well i mean mean, whatever what makes you oh so you you believe that like god exists and has a plan for your life and that yes. you're a uh
in his toolcase, toolkit. Like, sure. I want to know what, like, how you. Well, so. Well, let's let's start at the very beginning. Okay. So the very beginning, in the beginning, you know, God made heaven and the earth. So we have to define who God is first. So I think what happens is um, a lot of people. So, I, okay, so let's go a little bit further back. So Plato, right? Uh-huh. Plato was a, a, a philosopher, the uh, the f- the founder of all science, really, right now, right? And what he said was that the word doesn't matter. It's not the word that matters. It's the idea behind the word that is re- that's real. The words aren't real. Words are the way that we communicate with each other. But the idea. So if I t- if I say uh, if I say the word chair, you might think of something that has a back with four legs, right? But a horse also has a back with four legs, right? Right. So it's really what goes into your mind. And so what happened was now fast forward, Hollywood uh, basically gave us images of who God. is is because there's because in the bible it says no one has ever seen the face of god nobody has right right uh moses saw a burning bush a couple other people saw visions or whatnot but then no one's ever seen the face of god no living person and so when you think of the idea of God, uh, Hollywood has kind of painted him as this big, you know, white guy with gray hair in the sky. Right. 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 The Zeus kind of thing. Yeah. The so Zeusian God. I think that's kind of where it came from, right? Is they try to, you know, make it make sense. But really, if you, the, the idea of God is that he's omnipresent. He's everything. Everything is God. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm God. You're God. This, you know, this world is God. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's the House of Pride Show, live from San Francisco, with your host, Tweeka Turner. Today, what a fabulous show. We have uh, Tony Moran, we have Leo Frappier, B.B. Sweetbriar, and Mark DeLine from Houston. Let's get the show going right now with uh, Tony Moran, featuring Jason Walker. I'm in love with you, his new hot Top 10 Billboard Dance Hit, right here on House of Pride Radio.
Like a mobile voicemail system.
Eliza Mobile Voicemail System. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. When you are finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Tony, it's Tweeka Turner here. How's the Pride Radio? How are you? Hey, Tweeka, how are you doing? I'm glad to be back. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Let me turn down oh, your hot... The radio show is what I mean. <laughs> I know I'm a... <laughs> uh, oh, where are you uh, right now? Are you in California? I am in Los Angeles, California, in West Hollywood. It's like 150 million degrees outside, but, <laughs> you know... I can handle it. Yes, you're hot-blooded. You can handle it. <laughs> Welcome back to House of Pride. It's been a pretty minute. It's great to have you back. I'm super excited. We just were playing like the longest version of your new hit uh, featuring uh, Mr. Walker entitled Walker. I'm in Love With You, Jason Walker, and the Rosa Bell mix. What a hot mix. It's so great, and it's the first time that uh, that I've put them together, like, you know, Roosevelt and Jason Walker and myself. And, um, you know, they were so kind to put the energy on it. And I just, I, you know, I, I, you can't tell a remix of what to do. I was just, I just want 100% Roosevelt energy on this. You know what I mean? And they mm-hmm. totally delivered. Now, you know? yeah, now, Roosevelt, is that pretty much for, uh, kind of in your class um, of uh, remixes, producers back in the day? Did you all get started around the same time? I think we did. We all have different backgrounds because Ralphie really came up in, um, in Chicago during, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, the dawn of house music. With, um, and he's part of, like, this famous like collective of, of DJ producer or DJs at that time that were called the hot mix five. And so in New York, I was, I had my own radio show as well with another guy named Albert Cabrera and we were called the Latin rascals. And so it was like these different, um, 
ethnic urban people were coming together to make music kind of it's just it's so funny that we're all like we're not revolutionary it's just what we what we had to do what we had to say what we had to create and Abel as well as a New Yorker uh, I, I think he's a native New Yorker and then you know found his way to to South Florida where he took the New York sound with him and now everybody goes over there to go listen to him play it so you know all around the same age let me just say I'm the oldest, just so that I don't try to get hurt anybody's feelings. I'm the oldest by at least five years, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, age is relative but, uh, in the arts, I think. I, I believe you're 100% right. I believe you're 100% right. Well, what, what a classic, um, not classic, but what a, what a, a gold mind and a, a treat for the public to, um, to have a collaboration such as... Uh, you, Rosabelle, what a great team, and Jason Walker, all on the same project, I'm In Love With You, now a top 10 Billboard Dance Club hit. Yes, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> proud of it, and I'm, and I'm proud of Jason, and, um, you know, this is a top five song for him, at, right at this very moment, with a bullet, which means that it's still continuing to rise on the chart. What number is it at, Tony? And, um, is it number four this week? It's at number. No, it's technically it's number five with the bullet, and when then when you have something that's called a bullet, it just means that there's an indicator that the song is still ascending on the chart. So it means that in the direction that you're going, that it's still in upward motion. Yes, you heard it here, folks. Um, if you haven't fallen in love with I'm in love with you, you will after this show because we are also going to be sampling other remixes. You have part one and part two out right now. Uh, part one has at least 16 mixes on it from all these fabulous remixers. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a amazing re EP package. Um, did, how long did it take to get everyone on board? Was it a, a, um, a work of uh, passion for you? You know, over time, like all the, the the group of people that you see within those various remix packages are people that I've either worked for, worked with before, either as a record company or as a DJ or as a producer or a me or or a remixer on their own projects. So now it's just like we're like one big giant dance community family. When you know, I send out a you know an email to one of the members of Moto Blanco, or I send out an email to Tom Stefan. Or I, you know, which worked on Kimberly Davis and now Rogers, or, or I worked with um, Ralphie and, and Abel, and you know, to be honest, it, it, those names that have just dropped, like everyone, really goes out of their way to make sure that they remain in communication. So if I send them an email, and even if they were to like it or dislike it, they will share that. They'll be honest in, in that league, as I would be if somebody was asking me to work on their track. And um, so when you get all those names in a row, it just kind of happens automatically. It's just like a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to say that Moda Blanc was on the song in order to get Mara Mozart, you know, to, to want to get in on the song or, you know, or DJ Strobe. And all, all of these people are really extremely talented. And when I choose them, whether there's five remixes on a package or whether they're 20, I really do my best to try to make sure that I'm just not trying to put a bunch of names in there, but that each remixer has some quality that also has a, a signature to their identity, to their sound, 
and and you know and and sometimes it's just what I ask a lot of people and they all say yes I mean what am I supposed to do I'm like uh, <laughs> sure <laughs> you know what I mean yes I never ask somebody to do something with them saying yes or I'll do it like right off the bat and uh, um, I give Jason Walker a lot of credit for being able to build himself as an individual as an artist that could be with me or doing music without me where he really can stand on his own and be the artist that he is and really those are the kind of artists that i want to rub up against with that feel great in their skin i feel great in my skin mm -hmm. and look what happens when we get our skin together you know something absolutely speaking of rubbing up against uh when did you first uh, meet jason and um uh, how long did it take before you guys decided to collaborate together we I worked I was asked by Junior Vasquez. Um, I have to say maybe like 15 years ago, uh, he had his own label at the time called JV Music, and one of the artists that he had signed was this guy named Jason Walker. And I was in the midst, like we were all operating in the same world, but all mm -hmm. of our worlds were kind of parallel to each other. So whether it's me or Junior Vasquez or Victor Calderon or or Hector, you know, we were all operating in our own kind of universe, and. Uh, when Junior asked me to remix a song for Jason, I asked because it was not, it was, I felt like I wanted to be even more personally involved because I want to do the right thing for another New Yorker, house music, you know, legend or, you know, music legend, Junior Vasquez. And, and, and then there's this kid that's, that he believes in. So I asked Jason to come into the studio on this song called Set It Free which uh, I don't really remember the release date of it, but it was about 15 years ago. And I'm like, I really love it, Junior, but in order for me to make it personal, can I just have Jason sing the whole thing again from scratch, like in a reprise version? Mm -hmm. And it was like, knock yourself out. He was like, knock yourself out. And that's when, I, that's when I really got to know Jason Walker and became intimately involved with this song. And it became as passionate a project for me as working on a Celine Dion remix or a Cher remix or Michael Jackson remix. It just, I felt like I was a part of it. And, um, and Jason has always been, again, a very polite guy. And to see him flourish or blossom, you know, one step at a time, and you know, one song at a time is, is, is a wonderful feeling that I get. That's like what I get in return. Awesome. Um, did you write I'm in Love With You? I did. I wrote it with two other writers. Um, I wrote it with um, an amazing singer-songwriter named Ryan Shaw, um, who's a two-time Grammy nominee uh, and is a, like a soulful, soulful singer. And then uh, Mike Greenlee, who's been a songwriter-lyricist, collaborated with me on... Um, on uh, on Jason Walker's last song, Say Yes, as well as on My Fire with Nar Rogers and Kimberly Davis. Which uh, which went to number one uh, not too long ago. That was the last time I think you were on our show. We were talking about it, which was a fierce, uh, fierce song. So I, I didn't realize that you have um, this other side of your talent where you're a really good songwriter. Um, it just brings more love to the Tony Moran brand. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you I mean you know I feel all this stuff all the time and I think that the only gift I really have is that somehow I need to get the message out and whether it's musically melodically lyrically um, or 
you know, or, or conducting on some level to other musicians, you know, I just have to get it out. And somehow I want to be able to find with any individual how I can make that happen. And sometimes it's a struggle and sometimes it's natural, but each time it's worth, it's worth the work. So it's like not the work that ever bothers me. I just want to be able to have the time to share with that person, to try to connect on some level. You know, if mm -hmm. it's a saxophone player that I use that I've never used before and I may never see him again, I still have to connect to the music at that moment. Like that is what I have to make happen. You just can't read a chart. It doesn't happen on my watch. Yes, you strive for a very high aesthetic and uh, quality and, and we as the public gets to enjoy the art that you send our way. Um, as a fan and a friend of yours, I am, I, I love that. And I, you know, I value that and respect that so much. Thank you for your art, Tony. You're fabulous. <laughs> uh, I love you, Tweeka. You're, you're just one of those few people that I, I, you honestly, all you have to do is send me a text and I love talking to you because I feel like we just, you know, connect and you make the effort. Sometimes I get a little anxious because I, some questions that people ask about about music that just so intense from where those emotions came from or whether where that energy came from but you have a way a gift with um not just me but other people that i know that you've interviewed or have had conversations with where you try to make each of us com comfortable in the environment that you or, or in how you're trying to present us and as well as we want to present ourselves. I don't know. Thank, so you oh, that's so nice. That thank, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you for I, the last time we um, rendezvoused here on House of Pride. Uh, we would, you had um, hooked me up with uh, Kimberly Davis. Uh, she was so nice to talk to. Just a fabulous talent in her, in her own right. Um, and I hope you guys get to uh, work on more projects in the future. Um, well, how genius it is to collaborate with Neil Rogers of all, you know, of the chic fame. Ama amazing song that'll hold up for years and years. That's a, a number one hit. Um, my Thank fire. Um, yeah. So you're going to be working on some more stuff together. Do you think? I've already, I've already written a song for her um, that we're ready to record at the end of August. And she's currently on, uh, she's just wrapping up a segment of her tour with the band chic. Uh, featuring now Rogers and you know I, I was working on this other stuff and sometimes songs just kind of come to me like an mm -hmm. idea and I can't help myself but to go do it and I called her while she was on tour and I let her hear it and I was like hey do you want to jam on this she's like oh my god do I want to jam on this I'm already on this <laughs> and so um it really, we all sound, we all sound like we're in high school because it's like, hey, you want to come, you know, do you want to make cupcakes after school? Yeah, I want to make cupcakes too. Yay. Well, please give me an exclusive. Tell me what the working title is right now. Well, it's, um, it's about the dance floor, but it's, it's I guess it's not an average, it's not, um, it's not an average like dance record and dance floor. I'm afraid to give it away because I think it's like, it's like, you know, three or four months from like actually being released and, oh, okay. and uh, yeah. it's not secret or anything. It's just, um, but Kimberly Davis is an amazing, amazing artist. And I just feel one of those people that is very thankful to work with people of that caliber that already seeks the best out of herself before I'm looking to get the best out of her. And, uh, again, all, all these people down the line, whether it's Christine W, Martha Wash, um, 
Gloria Stefan, whatever. I'm not name dropping. It's just all those individuals want to be the best of them on every project. Like that's like that's how they operate, and I just think it's amazing after doing it five years, ten years, twenty, thirty years that they believe in that system. Yeah, well, that's like you too. You've been in the business a long time, and you strive to give your give it to us. Uh, you know, one hundred ten percent. Um, I think that just is the type when you're an artist and you have talent, you, you know, when you deliver the goods, you want it to be the best it can be. It reflects on who you are as an artist. And, you know, that's what people do. And, um, you know, we are rewarded from everything you guys send our way. Like this song, I'm in love with you featuring Jason Walker, amazing, melodic, beautiful dance hit, still climbing billboard. You've got all of these fabulous remixes for us readily available on iTunes and other major distribution sites. I'm looking right now, folks on iTunes at uh, remixes volume two, and uh, anyone can go there right now and download, easily download uh, your favorite track or the whole package for just nine ninety nine. <laughs> Not bad deal, fabulous exactly. deal. <laughs> um, I'd like to uh, those kinds of names yeah. on it. Wow. Yeah, tell us again some of the names you ha- uh, you you we, we played Rosabelle, and um, I want to play one or two more before uh, I segue out of this interview. There's, with you. Um, Rosabelle is, is really great. Of course, I love my mix with Deep Influence, which has been like really heavy on the dance floor. And then there's this like sunny, shiny day Moto Blanco remix that just makes you makes you enjoy the day. It just makes you feel so good. They capture the essence of this sound that brings the most positive aspects out of a song. And because the song's called I'm In Love With You, it's not a, a title that would naturally come to me because I'm, you know, I almost kind of felt like a Hallmark card when I was writing it. Mm-hmm. But I realized that overall what the song was trying to share was those reasons. And the reasons led up to I'm in love with you. And uh and so Moto Blanc was on it, Mara Mozart's on it. Um we uh who else do we have? Um Jesus. Um to, to name a few and as I'm as I'm cool. drawing like a little mini blank, Dirty <laughs> that, Disco's that's on okay. it. Dirty Disco, yeah. Job. And they did a fantastic mix on it when they call me to like want to participate in there. Like I've just been loving all the music that they're doing back to back and um and of course, I was like really, really proud of them, you know, being a part of it. DJ Strobe is on it, who does all of these cool mixes. Todd Terry, King of House Music, oh, yes. is on it. Um, and so it's it's just, you know, a great song is a great song. So however it is that you want to translate it musically, mm-hmm. if uh, I think it's possible, like, you know, like when I hear like versions of, our, you know, I will always love you, like, you know, the Dolly Parton, which Sam Whitney Houston did. I must have heard, like, a hundred different versions of that, even by the Cube guys that do a version of I Want to Dance with Somebody, where it's like, oh, my God. Like, this song really prevails over whatever beat you put it over. And uh, and so, you know, I strive to make songs that maybe will connect with other people living in different musical genres. Did you get to talk to Dolly Parton after that project? 
No, that was just giving an example. I would give anything to meet Dolly Parton. <laughs> Me too, Tony. <laughs> yeah. If you get a if yeah, you get an in, invite me. <laughs> um, she's fabulous. I will invite you. Oh, thank you. Listen, let's uh, quickly be, don't don't go. I want to quickly sample off of iTunes, folks. Uh, this is where I recommend you go uh, or any other distribution sites. Let's uh, check out one of the uh, the mixes that you have here to offer the uh, Moto Blanco that you just said is fabulous. Let, let's check it out, Tony. Uh, don't go anywhere. Let's do it. All right. I'm in love with you. Hey, uh, iTunes gave you a long preview on that one. That's awesome. That's a great mix. Yes, it is. Thank you. I, we have a surprise for you. Uh, Mr. Leo Frappier just walked into the control room. Hello. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay, I, I love you guys. I just happened to mention you both. Um, awesome. Thank you. I'm so uh, well, thank you. I mean, you guys are lucky enough to get the physical invite. I'm still only getting phone invites from Tweeka. <laughs> Come on up anytime. We'll do a whole thing on, on your career. It, it definitely is enough to last two hours. Awesome. I'm there. All right. Uh, we're going to work it out. Let's have lunch. <laughs> yes. Have a, a work it out brunch. I love it. We're definitely going to do that. So that was the energy in that mix. Uh, that was the Moto Blanca one. That was fabulous. You're right. The, the energy there really is uplifting. And if you listen to the Dirty Disco Mix, which I think is really great, they find like some place in between, like it being late night and it being early night where the, where the energy is just so easy to latch onto. And then they really grab onto a melody. And what I really um, appreciate about how they remix is that they, they put down a solid level, a solid level of instrumentation and arranging without having to overly mess with the song to try to impress it if they like the song they just put that musical bed that is part of their signature to enhance it and to also extend its reach to other audiences um and i love that about remixes i just really do absolutely i'm going to find that it might be on the volume one and mark delying from dirty disco is actually calling in at 7 30 tonight uh and we're going to uh, talk to him as well so what a great show to have like yes. such three legendary producer djs it's on producer night producer night <laughs> talking about their new projects and that and that work together as well so we're also working together it's one awesome. big family folks yeah, exactly um well yeah I'm, I'm gonna now where's your mix is it on volume one or volume two looking for it right now tony as you're talking about my, I think that my mix is on volume one. It's with myself and Deep Influence. Um, by chance, this song was one of those things that I had written. And then as it was there's still a production in process, I started reaching out to people to listen to it. Um, two, which is a remix pair that 
just currently have a number one song out for one of their remixes uh, for U2. And um, I love their kind of like EDM, yet very rhythmic style of electronic music. And, and when I heard their music, their music uh, arrangement, I was like, Jason, I want you to sing over this, the same song, but over this energy. And their names are Victor and Denaire like D-I-N-A-I-R-E. Mm-hmm. And you will see them uh, on many remixes out now that, you know, they're, again, it's like club meets EDM meets radio. Uh, you know, I get to meet all of these really interesting people, whether it's people that are doing French house or people that are doing, uh, you know, uh, different kinds of, uh, of electronic dance music. You know, it, as, as a record label, I kind of constantly become reeducated. You know, because the music, I don't have to force myself to listen to it. People are sending it to me. I'm working with them. They're working with me, or they're just letting me check out their new work. So I'm I'm re-inspired all the time by what people connect to. Um, awesome, isn't that the way it works, Leo? That's true. That's true. Exactly. You're, it's nothing's more fun than getting a, a remix in your inbox. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Inspirational. Yep. Um, well, once again, just to reiterate, folks, I'm in love with you. It's the new hot ticket in town from the Tony Moran uh, label. It's on your label, Tony? Mr. Tan Man Music, and it's Tony Moran featuring Jason Walker. I'm in love with you, volumes one and two, available now. Number five with the bullet on the Billboard Dance Club Play Songs chart. All which right. Is, uh, and right, right above Jason Walker is like Debbie Guetta and Celine Dion, meaning that the song has that, and, and, and Jason's performance has created that much impact along with the remixes to be able to put it in that echelon where people are looking at it from that standpoint. Absolute, I absolutely. I think Diana Ross is in there nice too. To in their crowd. Hmm? What, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yes. But she's always been in there. <laughs> she, right. P- perpetual Diana Ross on the, in the top five. She's never coming out. She's <laughs> never coming out. Um, well, tell Jason we said hello here at House of Pride. I'd love to uh, talk to him sometime. If he's ever available, send him our way. It would be a total delight. Uh, and it's been well, I will make that direct connection oh thanks Tony God it's so great reconnecting with you it's been a pretty minute I'm so glad that you're doing all these fabulous things I love this song it's in my personal top 10 for sure um, we're gonna go out with your remix I'm in love with you uh, it's Tony Moran and deep influence big mix cool with you Tony yep Get ready. Hold on to your seat. Coming <laughs> I'm, at you. I'm going to put my seatbelt on. All right, everyone. Let's have a nice round of applause. Tony Moran. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rika. I love you. Thank L- you, guys. Love Take you, care. too, honey. Big kisses.
right, all right. Once again, House of Pride Radio with the fabulous Tony Moran and his new hit, I'm In Love With You, featuring Jason Walker. Fabulous. Well, we have actually a live person in the studio, Leo Frappier. He's back. It's been a while with you as well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, tell us why you're here today. (laughs) (laughs) To pimp my stuff? No, seriously. (laughs) No, actually, I'm really excited about the new release that I have going on right now with B.B. Sweetbriar here in San Francisco um, called Cleaning House. A song that I kind of uh, conceived of like 20 years ago when the early days of house thinking like it would be kind of a cute song about a woman getting you know tired of this man want to get rid of him and have a new start that is so funny so you had the idea 20 years ago yeah um, now how like what how did you conceive of something like that were you trying to pretend you were like a big diva or something i you know i was like influenced by say something like technotronic pump up the jam it was great seriously like in the 90s type of house vibe and um just you know you know have a baseline and this hook in my head so basically kind of just put it in back burner bb and i were looking for a great single to do for 2018 and we i said you know what we were trying a couple covers that was kind of quirking kind of not working and i said you know what i she said what about that cleaning house song you've been talking about for last couple years I said okay give me about a couple hours so I kind of merged it with a track that I had created a few months earlier and just kind of sang the demo I sang the melody sang the hook that I wrote I said and if you love it love it and write some great words and she turned out some awesome lyrics I do I I I I am the witness of that. Yeah, the um, collaboration between you guys is really quite marvelous. Marvelous, Uh, marvelous, darling. Marvelous, Um, darling. And it's a really well-written song, and it the 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 rhyming and the melodicness of it all works so well, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah. And I think it's going to do quite well. I mean, the first time I heard it that night, I was actually uh, singing the hook. Mm -hmm. It just came out, so you know that's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, let's uh, sample this new release. It's actually out now, isn't that right? Part one? Part one of the remixes are out. Um, The original came out late June. Part two is coming out in August. Part three is coming out in September. So there's quite a bit of um, fabulous remixes coming out. Let me just put it out there. If anyone wants, this is your chance if you have any questions. If you ever had any questions for Leo Frappier and his uh, label, Hit Save Music. Now's the time to call. Uh, you can call. We'll take your phone calls and questions at 415-550-0511-550-0511. Right now, we're going to sample Clinging House, the Dirty Disco version. We, yes, we ties in. Ties in, <laughs> since we'll be talking to one half of Dirty Disco at 730-ish. Mm-hmm. Live from Houston. Um, do you want to say anything about this particular mix? Oh, I think this is one of the best remixes they've done of their career. They've th- they've turned out some phenomenal work, and will continue to do. But this, like, this is what I'm saying. When uh, nothing makes your day more, when you uh, open your inbox and you get a remix from a you know someone that you really appreciate, yeah. it's like, wow, this is killer. <laughs> Great. So you got you get a lot of tools in your toolbox for the release. Here's one tool, maybe. The this is one big tool. One big tool, baby. <laughs> Here it is, Dirty Disco Clinging House. Check it out, folks. And after that, we'll be talking live with BB Sweetbriar. All right. That's don't go cool. anywhere. Enjoy. Put on your dancing shoes.
Hello, BB, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Welcome back to House of Pride. This is Tweeka, and we have Leo right next to me. How are you? Hey, baby. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> we were just playing your new release, Clinging House, the Dirty Disco version. Oh, my God, that is so hot. Yeah, so proud. I'm a little proud of that jam there. It's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was just telling Leo, uh, amazing package, really. Um, and congratulations to you for taking uh, Leo's idea, expanding it, and writing these really fierce lyrics. What did you use for your inspiration? Um, well, you know, Leo had already written the uh, chorus and the melody of the song, so it really wasn't... Um, too, too difficult to, um, you know, take the cleaning house and he already gave him, he already given me uh, an idea of what his thoughts were um, when he wrote it. So um, it, it wasn't so, it wasn't so hard to come up with the, the idea and the concept of it. What was, what was more difficult was for it, me to write it so that I felt it um, because it's one of those songs where um, when you sing about a song about um, majorly about emotion in my in my feeling like personal emotion, which this song to me is about about uh, a man that's in your life that you're totally tired of um, in you know it could be in various ways, but that you're totally tired of holding you back in your life and you need to to move on and get rid of them. That's very personal. So I had to. I had to find a way of, of writing the song so that when I sang it, that I could um, relate to it personally. I've never been in a relationship where I needed to do that, but I've been in a job where I needed to do that. You know, I've been in friendships where I needed to do that, so I had to write from that place. Well, that is an example of uh, um, talent because you were able to transfer that experience into this project at hand. Um, if you were in a relationship yeah. like that, what uh, what would be your first um, household um, tool to use to get rid of your man? Would it, would it be the dust cloth or, or the vacuum? <laughs> the mop. <laughs> would it be no, a Swiffer? No, no. <laughs> well, I'm not a violent person now. Um, I, you know, <laughs> well, you know, I, I've always been pretty... Um, pretty, um, uh, I, I kind of like the broom idea very much about sweeping something out. You know, unlike a mop or a, um, a vacuum, even when you vacuum something up, you got to empty the bag or you continue to have that residue. When you <laughs> mm -hmm. sweep something away, it's gone. So I, I would definitely use the broom. Sweep it out the door and close it go. behind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I'm done. I'm totally done. That's right. That, I li that is so you. Now, if somebody was like passive-aggressive, they could use that uh, that new one, that round one that, that moves around the room by itself. Oh, with the Roomba. The Roomba and just like bother the man for a few Bye, days. Felicia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let the machine do it. <laughs> Eventually, he'll get the, the yeah, hint and leave on his own. <laughs> but uh, Clinging House, how many remixes, Lee? do we have leo uh, on this project oh goodness gracious uh, i think it's going to be a total of 15 over spread over four volumes because everyone has a radio edit or a dub or various remixes as well and all different styles too everyone all, every remixer really turned it out on this project very happy bb are you uh, planning um a performance tour for this project um, I'm not 
for sure if there will be a specific cleaning house tree, but I know that the, it, that has a great ring to it. Mm, um, I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, per se, I, right now, I think my, my main goal is to work on getting a video out um, on, on the song and and go from there. I will be performing um, this coming Sunday at the Freedom at the Freedom Music Festival um, for Doriali Weekend mm -hmm. um, at the, where is it at? It's at um, Folsom Street um, Foundry. I think it starts at 6 p.m., but, um, but um, I'll be performing it for the first time there. Awesome. Folks, you heard it here. Uh, what time should folks go to catch your performance? Well, I, I, I come on at 8. I open the actual live. Um, Caswell is the... Is the um, headliner of the the festival so i o actually open the live performance segment of it the first couple of hours are djs okay fabulous that that is an event leo mm -hmm. we should all go to that mm -hmm. um and also we should all go to the major distribution sites to download the the ep on like itunes itunes and amazon actually it's coming out friday but you can pre-order it oh, you can preview you. it Folks, uh, support your local artists, especially all you San Franciscan people listening to our show, all 25 of you. Go right now to pre-order Clinging House by B.B. Sweetbriar and Leo Frappier. Um, you, folks, if you're visiting San Francisco, shouldn't we all send them to you? You do a, your weekly show here in, in the Castros. You still do that, B.B.? No, I don't, I don't actually do a show anymore. I, I, I do a karaoke, but I, I, I don't perform much at that. I just open it and kind of let everybody else do their thing. So, um, but, you know, if they go to my website, my calendar will give them every other date that I might be um, doing some stuff. Yes. And if you're just casually walking through the Castro, um, tonight is your night for the karaoke at the um, Midnight Sun. Is that I, right? It sure is. Uh, and do you that is correct. I'll be, um, go ahead. Do you like to drink cocktails? Do I like to drink cocktails? Yes, ma'am. Is that what you asked? It is. <laughs> um, I do. I do drink a cocktail on occasion. Um, I try not to drink an awful lot while I'm singing, but um, if someone's there to offer me a cocktail, I'll be probably very gracious and accept that. <laughs> so that is exactly what I'm getting at, folks. Go visit BB uh, doing her fabulous uh, karaoke night and say hello and buy her a cocktail while you're in. She's got this hot new yes, project. Out. <laughs> and tonight is our karaoke is our karaoke idol. So if you're a singer, you can actually come and possibly win a hundred dollars. So. Wow, that's Ooh. enticing, Leo. Yeah. After the show, we should go over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, fabulous, BB. Thank you so much for your time. Once again, the, the new project is Clinging House. Fabulous remixers. Oh, sorry, sorry, I have to. That's okay. Sorry, I have to run. And thank you for your remix. It's wonderful. Oh, uh, thank you, BB. Uh, all right, everyone, let's have a nice round of applause for the one Yay. and only BB Sweet Briar. All right, we're gonna bye go. Bye, bye. Bella. Bye, bye. <laughs> well, um, you gave me actually. You sent me my own remix to yeah, play. <laughs> I know. Well, it's been mastered too. I mastered it. Oh, thank you, Leo. Yeah. Usually, I don't like. You know, I think usually the show is enough for me. I don't like buzz my own material too much oh, on it, but oh, I'm it. really kind of proud of myself yeah. on this mix. I, I, my, the goal was because it's called Cleaning House to um, play on that and so mm -hmm. kind of give it a house vibe, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Especially exactly. in the chorus and exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And you, you guys seem happy with it. Very and happy I'm happy. It. So, yeah. um, we'll listen to that and then come back to you. And you tell us what else you're up to. Sounds good. All right. Once again, BB Sweetbriar. Is it Leo Frappier featuring? Featuring BB Sweetbriar. No, no. Actually, it's BB Sweetbriar featuring Leo Frappier. On the new EP entitled Cleaning House, folks, you've really got to get behind this one right here. Homemade in San Francisco. Cleaning House, Tweak Turner. Cleaning House. Remix. Yes, indeed. Clingy House. Yay. Yay. BB Sweet Friday featuring Leo Frappier, the tweaker version. Everyone go and pre-order. <laughs> That's the Tweaker Turner Disco Meltdown Mix. That's right. I didn't, couldn't even remember my own name. Thank you. <laughs> well, there you have it. Clinging House. Um, but it's not the only thing you're working on, Leo. You're quite the busy producer these it's, days. It's never just one thing. I also have a uh, kind of a pop hip-hop group called Melodic. It's like how you would think melodic is spelled without the E. So we originally were melodic, and we decided, no, let's keep it melodic. But anyway, we're doing kind of a nice, you know, pop sound combined with kind of, you know, um, mumbaton, kind of like a reggaeton beat and hip hop. And, you know, writing original songs and really kind of very often the songwriting is about experience of being in the Bay Area as well, too, in terms of like being an up and coming artist, um, paying one's dues, that type of thing. So um, 
there were, you know, we've done an EP called uh, Free Your Mind and a, a single and a video from that called Passenger Seat. And I think we might have talked about that a couple years ago mm-hmm. when it was like just starting. But at any rate, that came out and we have a second EP due to drop. We haven't figured out exactly when to drop this, but uh, when we get these two videos together, we'll, we'll definitely release it. What are we going to listen to today by Melodic? Well, we can either listen to Free or we can listen to Neverland. Either one. Neverland, Neverland's going to be the the, the uh, first track of this new album. So maybe let's, we can listen to that if you have it queued up. Yeah, we do. Let's uh, have a listen once again Melodic. Where are they based? Um, here and also in, in Fairfax up in the North Bay. Fabulous. Well, here goes uh, Melodic uh, Never... Neverland. Neverland. I like it. Check it out, folks. Never get away. Clean a pair. Here's a change of plans. This my life. This is Neverland. In the same place, yeah, had to say a prayer No more feeling lonely or low on paper No more getting coffee, waiting on life to change up Got to get my weight up, got to get this change up I was doing everybody else, I had no flavor Waiting on somebody else to come and be my savior Waiting on a handout Searching for a way out Someone clear all the clouds Get rid of the doubt Find a way Find a happy place And just stay Never get away Pay the pay Here's a change of plans This my life This is never land No doubt When your pockets in a drought be about better keep the head in the cloud my life you know i'm getting it right gotta take this flight gotta get this pride Mm. had to get a slice yeah Mm. got me feeling nice yeah Mm. got me feeling right got me in the sky Yeah, I'm feeling high Find a way, find a happy place And just stay, never get away Peter Pan, here's a change of plans This my life, this is Neverland Skyscraper, got you up so high you never stay here Is that new vibe, only Nakato can do right, yeah Juice, right? Yeah, I mix it up so smooth, like All you need is ice and a little pain and a little light I call me insane, but I'd rather gain Sometimes it takes a fight Long days locked away, feeling far away Sometimes it takes some nights But can you be about putting that work you be talking about? Uh, yeah, I be about putting that work I be talking about Find a way 
Yes, indeed, Neverland by Melodic. How would you describe the uh, genres we're listening to? In oh, that? again, it's kind of a blend. You know, if you can imagine kind of a modern, say, pop song by Sia, you know, thrown together with some, you know, really urban, um, you know, trap beats or hip hop beats, that's what we're really trying to, to, to kind of fuse together as a, you know, fusion mm-hmm. band. We're new fusion band <laughs> a new fusion band i love it and so um you'll be releasing this as part of the uh, whole album yeah it's actually an album of 11 songs and we have a, another couple singles as well that are a little more dance oriented and then there's dance remixes of a couple of the tracks as well that mm-hmm. we're just doing in-house and then the uh the you know that we have another artist we're working with called winrow the square and we did a kind of a dance track that was going to be with the female, uh, you know, co-songwriter Nakado Kadu from um, Angola. And but at any rate, uh, this other guy said, "Oh yeah, I can, I can want to write a great song to that. You know, just, you know, turn me out." So it was like, sure enough, he showed up to the studio, and we did the the second song that you have too called "Free." And that, this is definitely a little more EDM, but again, it's it's uh, you know, kind of EDM meets hip hop. EDM hip meets hip-hop well i want to hear that so let me grab it off of uh the folder that you gave me <laughs> oh, it's all good it's all good <laughs> all yeah. right so set us up it's called free by melodic yeah um, featuring winrow the square all right and folks right after that we're going to be going to houston texas we're going to get mark delang one half dirty disco on the telephone can you stay for that leo a little bit yeah all right all right here we go we'll be right back folks here we go free from melodic
keep them waiting. Don't they know my patience getting thin as bulimics? I heard the beat had to defecate on. All right, all right. Once again, you're listening to House of Pride Radio live from San Francisco. We are connecting with Houston, Texas. Don't go anywhere. We're talking to Dirty Disco. This is their current big hit as a remixer on the new Diana Ross project. Right now, top five. Hi, Mark. It is Tweeka Turner here at House of Pride Radio. How are you? Hey, Tweeka. How hey. are you, honey? Hey, we're doing good. I'm here with Leo Frappier. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, fabulous. Hey, Leo, I just sent you that you listen to the music track. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're listening right now to Upside Down by Dirty Disco. That's the first time I'm hearing it. Thank you for sending me that edit. Fabulous. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, and I'll send you the, uh, the full length whenever I get back in the studio. Tell us about this project. It is now on Billboard Club Chart, uh, being promoted over there by the Shaw, uh, promoting uh, New York, Bobby Shaw. Uh, it's top, I think it's number three or number one even, maybe. Uh, you're one of the hot remixes on it. Yeah, it's a, it's actually number two, but we're slated to go number one next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of glad that we did not go number one, because I really wanted to see that U2 record, the uh, love is bigger than anything in its way, go number one, which that's currently at number one. Yes, that's... Uh, that's um that's Orlando in LA. We we're just speaking of Orlando. Yeah, we're talking industry yeah, shop talk exactly here in right. the back yeah, here. <laughs> uh, and that's all I'll say. Promoters don't like us to use too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, no, no, that's okay. I just I, that record was really you know we're a part of that remix packet, and it was really monumental for a group like that to do something that's targeted at our community. So we were just enthralled. So I'm so happy to see it go number one. Yes, yes, congratulations Absolutely. to yes. to uh, you and for being on another number one project. It's interesting because um, I'm used to you guys releasing um, a lot of your own projects, like uh, featuring divas uh, at hand, um, legendary divas, and and here you are suddenly on. I'm um, doing a lot of remixes. Is that a, a kind of a change in the kind of how you're branding yourself? Uh, you know. You just have to go with where the work is, you know, and Leo can attest to that. So it's odd because the way we started is we would always do our own projects, but we're getting a lot of work from other people. So it's like when the work comes, you hate to turn it down. So we do have some projects that are our own that are coming out, 
uh, like we've got an, another Salida that's coming and stuff like that, and then some covers we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but stuff like the Diana Ross, I mean, just even be able being able to touch that record was it was amazing. Uh, and it took us forever because it's Diana Ross. I mean, not, we don't want to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this, the, the the stress you must have been feeling, like I, we got to get this <laughs> the right the right sound. Yeah, and, <laughs> it was it was heavy. Yeah, it was heavy. What? So That's what right. did? Then, you know, yeah, I was going to ask what what um. I was going to go, go ahead. You first, baby. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, man. It's quite the delay. Um, so you know, Nile Rogers was involved in that, or is involved in that. And then they sent us, you know, because it's originally from, it's not a 70s recording, it's from 83. Mm. And they sent us the multi-track, you know, all the stems from the multi-track, from the Otari Reel Reel. And so we had literally every hi-hat, every bass line, every guitar lick. I mean, it was, it was very deep. And we didn't know, like, what are we going to use? What are we not going to use? We can't ruin the integrity of the record, you know? Yeah. So that's why I sent you the new disco one, because that most resembles the, you know, it's a modern take on the original. Okay, yeah, that's we're awesome gonna, too. Well, we we want to play that. I just played the uh, Dirty Disco Upside Down edit. Um, you sent is it? Is, that's not the one you're talking about, right? You're talking about another one. Yeah, no, that's right. It's a it's a mashup, and you know, I think it's so funny that, like, you know how everybody on Facebook has opinions about stuff, you know, and so people keep talking about disco. Oh, disco's gone. Blah blah blah. Disco is not gone at all. It's great to see all these artists come back, redo their records, and they go to the number one spot on Billboard. It is incredible. I love that. Um, I love the work you... I think it's so great. Yeah. Um, So I have two songs that you sent me. uh, Coming Back, Dirty Disco House Airplay, and Coming Out Upside Down, a new disco remix. Which would you like to uh, have me uh, sample right now? Well, you know what would be kind of... play uh, Play the Coming Back, because... We never get asked. We always get asked to do like the our big, you know, main room sound, which is like the big nightclub vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one, Mac and Sola specifically said, he said, "Do whatever you guys wanted to do." So we did a very uh, classic, housey piano type mix of it, and it's just uplifting and it's perfect tea dance material. It's great. And I'm sure you've debuted it at the Eagle, uh, which you guys own and operate over there in Houston. Yeah, that's right. We actually, and we also have Hamburger Mary's too in Houston. So we use both of those stores as testing grounds for the music. So those guys at Eagle, they're probably, they don't ever want to hear coming back again. (laughs) Well, if anyone's listening to it now from Houston, uh, who a patron the Eagle, you're going to hear it one more time. (laughs) Put on your leather gear and dancing shoes. Here we go. Coming back by Dirty Disco.
All right, all right. Are you still with us, Mark? I am. Thank you. Coming back, coming back into my heartbeat. Is that the lyrics? Yes, yeah, uh, by the fabulous Brenda Reed. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, she is amazing. She is amazing. Wow, that's a hot song. It is totally like a tea dance song for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds yeah, that, me of something. That, is, that, that's truly <laughs> our sound too, which is great. You know, it's very fluffy. It makes you feel good. I mean, that itself is the epitome of us, you know, and I know Leo is that way, too, which is great. Oh, yeah. Are you fluffy and... Well, I can I be. Like, yeah. <laughs> Leo, likes to, Leo likes to be fluffed a little bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know. I was that bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I'm sad. Get the fluffer. <laughs> so how is the Dirty Disco brand doing? Are you guys busy as ever over there in Houston with the Hamburger Marys, yeah. the Eagle? Yeah. We we are yeah and you know on the on the music end which is great is you know I talked to our agent and he says that it's difficult sometimes to find work but we have a lot of it which is awesome so I don't know if you heard we just did the new Mary J Blige yes uh, it's called Only Love that's cool yeah we have a new Angoon that's coming out uh, and then we're having um, you remember that record by Viola Will Stormy Stormy Weather uh, we're having that resung. Mm-hmm. which is fun. And then we just hired Brenda Reed and Leo's going to engineer the session to, to re-sing the old 1980s Sharon Red in the name of love. Awesome. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And didn't yeah. you also do a Cardi uh, B remix for I Like It? We did. And then we're, I just, uh, we're just working currently on the Maroon 5 and Cardi B record, Girls Like You. That's a, uh, that's a know, massive hit on the pop chart. I, I actually, so that, uh, where I DJ on the Hornblowers, that's one of the tracks that always resonates because that's the audience is sort of like oh, yeah. a, mix you know demographics of pop demographics that that one's like in my top five and also i like it, it actually hit number one on the pop chart mm-hmm. so those are some major projects uh you are working on congratulations yeah, that's, that's fun you know i was gonna say you know cardi b can be a little on the hood side and i'm not used to having that type of language <laughs> in our music <laughs> but i mean she's a hit factory and it's awesome and having maroon five involved that's a lot of fun so and and for all of you guys over there in California, if you could send me some positive vibes, we are trying to talk Universal into allowing remixes to be done of Cher's cover of all the ABBA stuff. Oh, okay. We're having some difficulty wow. with yeah, we're having some difficulty with that because ABBA doesn't like remixes of their products. Um, but it's so important to our community, you know. So anyway, wish me luck. Universal can sometimes be quite the bear to deal with. Hmm. Oh, all right. Yes, let's send some. We're uh, sending you universal. good mojo and good vibes about that. Yes. Yes. Bring please. it. Fingers bring crossed. it. Bring it. <laughs> um, okay. So quickly, well, we have to wrap up House of Pride here. But where do folks go now to um, hear more of your music and to really get into what you guys are doing? Other than oh, visiting cool. okay. you. I was going to you're always welcome to the Eagle in Houston. Uh, you can go to DirtyDiscoMusic.com. Or just look for Dirty Disco Music on SoundCloud. All right. And a lot of our music, we don't, we don't, I mean, it's available for sale, but we just give it away. Because uh, it's kind of a, you know, JD and I were DJs for 100 years, and we feel like this is our give back to our community. So uh, you can, you know, grab a lot of our tracks for free off the SoundCloud, SoundCloud page. All right, folks, you heard that here. Mark, it's always a delight to uh, touch base with you. Um, I- I've got to come out there and visit you sometime. Houston, Texas, never been, uh, but you are on my short list for sure to get out there as soon as possible. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, I would love to have you spin one of our tea dances, too. That would be um, so fun. That would be so fun. We're going to work that out. And you're always out. welcome to San Francisco, too. Yeah, come on out here sometime. <laughs> oh, I would love that. And Leo, I love you, man. Love you, too. All right, we're going to go out with more of your music where the uh, coming out 
upside down mashup which is a fabulous song once again they're in the top three right now dirty disco turning it out oh actually number one and number three yeah right mark you still there yeah that's right it, yes it is i was gonna say that makes me get fluffy so that's <laughs> <laughs> we're fluffing you mark you're doing you guys are doing great work you're inspiring lots of people to the dance floor and uh and that's you know that's how that's where the magic happens and we're all happy so here we go dirty disco and thanks for having me back too you're welcome let's have a nice round of applause for Yay. mark the Lion. oh thank you guys <laughs> bye mark bye talk to you soon bye take care all right, well, another episode of House of Pride Radio. Leo, thank you so much for You're hanging welcome. out with me. Thank you. Uh, once again, the new project by Leo and uh, BB Sweetbriar, Clinging House, pre-order now on iTunes and all major distribution sites. Exactly. All right, folks, join us next Wednesday. House of Pride Radio right now going out with Diana Ross. I'm coming out slash upside down. Number three on Billboard Dance.
swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Run! 